Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we usually say something funny about this week's film, but I couldn't think of anything funny to say about Steve Jobs. So here's Tobias. Yo, I'm eating chicken. You are, and I'm Liam, the other <laughs> host of this podcast. Honestly, we've done well. We've done well. I, I could not think of a decent joke about this week's film. <laughs> fair, I have fair. tried. I have tried. But that all the jokes I could find or source were very not acceptable. Non-PC. Oh, oh I should have done a non-PC joke. Yeah. Oh, that counts as the intro. That counts as the intro. I wish we had a jingle so we could smoothly be like, play the jingle. We're not smooth. No, no, we're not. You, so anyway. You think, no, you think this isn't smooth. Wait until the outro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then when you listen to the outro, just remember this intro and be like, actually, the intro was good. Yeah. <laughs> so, we watched a film. Uh, uh, hang on, I've got a mouthful of chicken. <laughs> we did. Do you want to know what it was? Oh, I'd love to. Ham it up. Oh, it's chicken, you've got, isn't chicken! it? Chicken! Oh. You're not good at the jokes today. No, it's one of those days. <laughs> the film we watched today. Steve Jobs. By keying in on three crucial points in his career, this biopic shows the human foibles and visionary fearlessness of the man who made the Mac. Starring Michael Fassbender, Kate Winslet, Seth Rogen, directed by Danny Boyle. Fact. Fact. We watched that. It had the word foibles in it. (laughs) You wanted to see this, so you said when we were picking out the films that this was a film you wanted to see. Oh Yeah, actually, this is one I I had interest in, yeah. Um... How did that go for you? All right. I, I mean, the problem is you pretty much know what to expect realistically. You know how his story ends, and the film doesn't do that. <laughs> so therefore, it surprised you. <laughs> it did surprise me. It did surprise me. Yeah, it was. It was all kind well, of surprise. In all fairness, uh, I knew it was three uh, time periods from the from the synopsis, and knowing that once we got to the third time period, I went, "Well, he's still pretty young." Yeah, we're not going to go as far as his death, and it's not going to deal with his death at all. And it did. Uh, all, so it's actually, from that point of view, it's actually quite a happy film. <laughs> Reasonably, yeah. <laughs> it, is. it kind of, it does sort of happy. It has a happy note at the end. Yeah, because he patches things it up. Really with It does door. push for a happy kind of ending to the to the film, doesn't it? Yeah. So the three time periods are 1988. What was the third one? It's in the nineties. <laughs> I didn't make a note. I remembered it until I started know really them off. Ninety-seven, maybe. It's ninety-seven or ninety-eight, definitely. I'm gonna say ninety-seven because that was in my head. Right. So actually, it is ninety-seven. Hmm. Oh, it's ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> one of those years. It's definitely one of those. Uh, we watch. So we watched a film. <laughs> watched a film. <laughs> About, um, about Mr. Jobs. <laughs> yeah. And what did you think of not really knowing the man himself? I know of the man, obviously. What did you think of Michael Fassbender's p- portrayal? Um, I don't know if it says anything about his portrayal generally, but I don't know much about Steve Jobs. So I can't vouch for if he was generally as unlikable as this film made him out to be. I, well, that was the thing. By the end, they sort of managed to work it, as often films do when it's a fictional character, to make you hate someone who started off very hateable, a little less hateable. Yeah, I will say that 
it was a very pinch of kind of salt was the end. Like as in, he wasn't much more likable than the rest of the film. It was only just. It was almost like he caved in on the things he'd been resisting for the film. So it kind of felt like yes, he was doing the right thing, but really not for the right reasons. <laughs> he he very much just caved on a lot of stuff at the end of the film. Um, but no, I mean I don't know a lot about Steve Jobs, but at least in this film, for the majority of it, he was an outright unlikable person. But I found him quite amusing. Yeah, he's very quirky. The first scene, because the one I made a single note about this on my phone, was that the film went straight into it very quickly. There was no like subtle lead into the film. It was like straight into like the opening of one of the the conferences. Um, and I, I, it did throw me a little bit of how quickly they just went straight into like quite um, in depth, intelligent, fast paced discussion. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. Um, but I did quite enjoy that. You got to see um, Steve Jobs. Uh, not mentality, his kind of like the way he carries himself and presents himself to everyone, which was quite interesting. The persona he's created. Yeah. Because that's a point that someone else says. He's yeah. not, he's created himself. Mm. He put out the image that he wants to be. Yeah. Um, it is a weird thing, and I don't know if that's why they chose these three particular periods in his life, all presentations. But in the third presentation, Stephen Jobs says, basically, whenever I'm about to do a presentation, everyone just comes up and tells me what they think about me. (laughs) And it was like... That's fair. Yeah. Uh, My personal, my favourite interactions were between him and Seth Rogen. Yeah. Seth Rogen actually did quite well in this film. I... Seth Seth Rogen is that kind of actor where I like him, but I'm not entirely certain he can act. Hmm. He kind of just seems to be Seth Rogen. Generally, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he plays Steve... Oh, I can never say the name. Was Wozniak? 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 Is that how, how Steve you Wozniak. Wozniak. Uh, and it's him who basically he's the engineer behind Apple, really. Yeah. Uh, and there's a whole thing of... He's basically trying to be... Actually, I not just him. A lot of characters around Steve Jobs are trying to be his conscience. <laughs> yeah, massively. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, you know the whole cartoon where you've got someone, and on one side they've got an angel, and on the other side they've got a devil? Yeah. Except Steve Jobs is the devil, and he's just got a lot of angels trying to talk him out of stuff. <laughs> and he is just ignoring most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, I, I did like the film, generally. It was... The pacing was actually all right for me. Um, it did throw me that it went straight into something, but, but, what but not beyond that. Well, I don't know, to be honest, but I wasn't expecting to go straight into a conference and it be as fast paced as it was so quickly. Because yeah. when he's like on, on one, he's really quite, he, he's just shooting. Yeah. Um, no, I have no issue with it. I just didn't, I was expecting a slower lead in, but I know um, I did enjoy the scenes where he was on one and shouting at everyone. And he, he's, a perfectionist and you can see that yeah you know like he's saying this won't be perfect because just the fact he wants the the mac to say hello it's it's got yeah. to say hello that that's such a small thing but it needs to because it needs to be friendly and also, you know he definitely wants the right shark he does want the right they shark 39 shark. Shark. Oh, was it 38, 38 sharks we're not good with the exact numbers today <laughs> who knows it might be 37 sharks um but no, that it, little things about his perfectionism that kind of made me chuckle, really. Like him saying, it needs to be pitch black. Can you turn the exit lights off? And they're going, no, that literally that the fire marshal 
won't allow you to do that. He went, what do we need to do to make that happen? She went, change the laws of physics. <laughs> change how fire works. I, I did enjoy it. I, I liked his kind of like cynicism and his sarcasm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, looking at pictures of Steve Jobs, by the end of it, he, he did resemble him quite well, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To start with, I don't know what young Steve Jobs actually looked like, so I can't really talk for that. But generally, I think by the end of it, he was starting to look like him. I'm not sure. But there was a because this was a 2015 film, I think. Mm. There's also a 2013 film where Steve Jobs is played by Ashton Kutcher. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Well, I've never not seen that one either. I haven't seen it, but I knew it existed. I'm going, I think I'd rather have Michael Fassbender play me. Oh, massively, (laughs) because you know that uh, Michael Fassbender is a capable actor uh, generally in what I've seen him in. So, you know, he can take on a good role like that. What do you think of Kate Winslet? Um, It was weird for me when we started, well, when I started watching it, because all the time, because the image they use on Netflix isn't of Michael Fassbender. It's of Kate Winslet. Yeah. Who I didn't realise was Kate Winslet. I thought it was Kobe Smulders. I did as well. <laughs> yeah. I, did as well I was also very aware that Catherine Waterson was in it at some point. And I was like, that's not, I'm sure that's not what Catherine Waterson looks like, is it? <laughs> and then I realised who she was. And actually, yeah. to be honest, Catherine Waterson looks very young in it. Yeah, she is. Very young in it. Um, so the, the interaction with the, with his, his inverted brackets like daughter the whole storyline of that was quite interesting actually because he clearly had a soft spot for her but was denouncing all form of involvement <laughs> yeah well until she did some until she used his computer for and some then time. he was like yeah you chip off the old block yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i like one of my favorite scenes was um i think he was a reporter and he came to this it was in the second time period when he started up next and he yeah. had the bit the black cube and the guy was like so um so what's it doing? It's like, yeah, it's not finished yet. Um, when can I, well, when can I have one? Uh, when it's done. What do you mean it's done? It's not done. What's it missing? An operator system. Yeah. The main thing. And obviously yeah. it, turns, it turns out that he was doing it on purpose so he could wait for, to find out what Apple would need so he could basically fit back in. Um, yeah. I, I found it very interesting because that's the thing I like about biographical, even if they are dramatising, this massively was. Um, even if, you know, that's what I like about biographicals. Like you get to kind of learn something about the people and... We've had, we've had a couple of biographical, semi-biographical kind of stuff, haven't we, about yeah. real-life people. But this is the one that's really kind of made me go, oh, okay. Because I actually don't know a lot about, beyond the fact that Steve Jobs is Apple, Yeah, I don't know a lot about him. So when he started up next, I didn't realise he got fired from Apple. Uh, no, considering he, like, yeah. You know, I didn't realise <laughs> he got removed from Apple and then started up Next, which then, like, ten what, years bought, later, got, got bought out by Apple, and then he became yeah. the CEO. Yeah. I thought that's quite, quite clever and quite cool, actually. Um, See, that's the thing about Steve Jobs that you do get. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole thing, and I'll go back to what Seth Rogen's Steve Wozniak. Yeah, it's a whole thing of you can be a genius. And be a nice person as well. They're not mutually, you know, they're not exclusive of each other. Yeah, because uh, Wozniak's whole point was, from the very beginning, he was he was like the one who basically invented it with Steve Jobs, wasn't he? He actually he was the, the engineer. He was the one who did all the coding. Hard work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the whole point is, Steve wouldn't acknowledge Apple too, mm. which was the side division, which basically made all the money because he didn't class it as the integral thing. 
Yes, it made the money, but he'd said from day one he didn't really care about the money. He yeah. liked the thing. Yeah. Um, so um, Steve Wozniak's argument was, I just want acknowledgement, especially in the later periods when he Steve Jobs had shut down Apple II. And, yeah. and Wozniak was basically saying, if you're going to shut us down, at least give us some acknowledgement. I was interested to find out that that entire last big thing never happened. Oh, did it not? No, Steve Wozniak, who consulted on the film, yeah, uh, said that that last big outburst the last really big one between um the character steve wasniak um was a dramatization that actual that never that never happened that's a shame then because that was yeah. like that was a core cool moment it was a climax really wasn't it of yeah. that kind of line yeah i was a little bit like oh okay but i accept with these films there's going to be big dramatizations but to be honest. at the same time when it is a biopic you do expect the core things. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, out of all of it, it was the bit I thought might have been real because they made a point of having the reporter on stage mm. when this was happening, and I thought maybe that's been taken from the reporter's recording. What do you mean? And it's like... Actually, there's a lot of witnesses to that. Yeah. And, and everyone looking uh, awkward and all this kind of stuff. But so. No, Steve Wozniak said that that, that, was, that is a complete dramatisation was just added for the effect. There was confrontations, but, it, but there was a lot of email confrontations. And, See? That's the problem with real life. It mm. doesn't have a narrative always. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have a satisfactory conclusion that a cinema audience would necessarily want. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I found um, this is kind of touching on the cinematography element of it. They did something a couple of times during this film, which I didn't notice at first, but then I clocked onto it. Steve would be talking about something and then you'd see it in the background, like on a wall or something. Yeah. yeah. The first time it happened, he was talking to, um, let me have a look. Doodly doodly do. Jeff Daniels character, John Scully, um, at behind the scenes of what I think was the first conference, just before he went out on stage. And they were talking about dates and events. And as they mentioned it, they flashed up on the curtain behind them. And yeah. at first I thought it was a slideshow on the stage and they were just talking about, happened to be talking about it yeah like and it was being clever with the way it was filmed then i realized no it was like the memories are showing and they, they did that a couple of times yeah they did it with the um the oh, space the, mission thing one. Yeah. yeah and i thought actually yeah. that's quite clever it wasn't in your face it didn't ruin the scene it was just a nice like background aesthetic really it was actually i i did notice that i didn't notice it earlier i noticed it when they did the the space shuttle film yeah uh, when he you know when he mentioned something it's like this is my thought process. Yeah. Um, but you see, I actually, when I was reading a little bit, I haven't done a whole lot of research on this. Uh, uh, no, I will say I haven't either. It was just happened to be, I, I, I didn't know if Steve Wozniak was still alive. Um, I thought oh, he, he was, yeah, but he I wasn't is. sure. So I, I did Google it and I just saw that he'd made yeah. that comment about that last scene. Um, uh, what it said about like the production of it and it kind of said about how much editing went into it. And I actually was surprised by that by going, I didn't see it. It's not one that strikes me with all the films that we watch. Yeah. I didn't think editing would be a major thing for it. Oh, but then it when, a I lot. suppose right. when they put all these other elements in, because it could have very much been like a talking heads type production of just one man having a lot of rants. Oh, this could have easily to... been almost like a one man show. It could have easily been. It could have, yeah. Um, and then actually, to be honest, it could have been a two person show. It could have just been him and Kate Winslet's character. Because yeah. there was a, I mean, they are easily in the two leads. Um, I'm not the biggest Kate Winslet fan. I have nothing really against her, but I wouldn't say that if you said like choose your top twenty, she wouldn't be in it. Um, but actually, I quite liked her role in this. But I suppose because it's based on someone, 
there's meat to it. I like the kind of dynamic she had with Steve Jobs. I thought that was quite quite interesting. She was like the the assistant best friend yeah, work wife. And it's like in the third time period, he's just like, why have we never slept together? And he's like, because we're not in love. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. yeah. And I like the fact that, because obviously the whole point is he denies the daughter and then by the end of the film, they've fallen out. And she's like, look, if you do not make up with her, I will quit. You'll never see me again. So she's like, so you can go and sort it out or you can come and visit me at whatever job I choose to have. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that was quite cool. So it's like, he knows that if she walks out, she can walk anywhere she needs. She's been working yeah. big enough companies. Um, and also, whilst he is who he is, basically, I'm going to have to make an analogy. She is the Pepper Potts to his Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. Definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she kind of um, combats his sarcasm and everything he says, she's almost translating in an acceptable way. Again, yes. the scene where the journalist comes in and is saying, When can I have the cube? She's the yeah. one talking to him. He's going, I need to talk to Steve. She's going, yeah, well, this is what is going to happen. And he's going, yeah, but I need to get a, a thing from Steve. And she's just giving all the spiel. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that, that was quite cool. Well, what she did she has to do the spin because actually yeah. Steve is too direct. Yeah, he's Steve clearly... will actually just give the honest. The problem answer, is Steve clearly does want. not like people. He no. clearly does not like people. And the problem is he's in a business which is about people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, what did you think of the, the daughter character, Lisa? Beginning to end, basically. Uh, good. Again, another emotional core to it because she was a grounding to him yeah i mean it was kind of the time you saw him almost as like a human yes well actually became a human because yeah. he was in complete denial and actually was very rude in front of her to her mum. yeah uh but actually i kind of very much when they were arguing when she's like 19 it was uh, actually a very good scene yeah, it was because actually you kind of saw it from his point of view because she's saying you don't help mum, you don't do that. And I'm like I gave her a house, yeah, which she sold for two rocks. <laughs> and also, you know, lots, lots like, of issues, isn't she? Yeah. Um, and I, I was thinking during that scene, the actress who plays the older version of Lisa's got quite a good, good little role there. She's only in like fifteen minutes of the film, and she's got the best part of that character. Yeah, really. She's got the proper. She's got the big argument, the big confrontation, and then the big makeup. She's got a full story arc in about 15 minutes. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, one of the bits yeah. of the film I'll remember, to be honest. Um, generally, the, I have nothing bad to really say about any of the acting in this. Um, it was all, I mean, I don't have much of an um, opinion personally on Jeff Daniels as, as an actor. I have not. I don't dislike him. I don't like him. He's not. I have no issue with him, basically. He's, he's on kind of like the middle mediocre scale for me. Um, I quite like Jeff Daniels, and then it's oddly because I probably like him in a different way that other people do. In that, when people say about Jeff Daniels, a lot of them immediately go to Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, but I'm like, that's what puts me off of Jeff Daniels. Oh, massively. Me I like it when it. he's actually playing roles like this. I think yeah, they suit serious him. roles. It's yeah. kind of the Seth Rogen thing, isn't it? Of Seth Rogen is a bit of a a Seth Rogen actor. He just he's him in films. Yeah. But actually, no, in this he wasn't. He was a character. You could see it. And um, I'm on the Wikipedia page now, just kind of so I've got the, the casting. And it had, yeah. does say that he met up with Steve Wozniak and they had actual like several meetings to get to know each other. Um, so he could kind of base the character realistically. And Steve Wozniak said he was proud to have uh, Seth Rogen representing him. And Seth, Seth made a point of kind of watching him and all his mannerisms and noticed that um, Steve Wozniak moved his hands a lot when he spoke. So he was trying to pick up his little mannerisms and habits. Well, I'll give you the next thing on that, because I told you Ashton Kutcher plays Steve Jobs in the other film. Yeah. Without checking, 
Who do you think, or unless you already know, who do you think would have played Wozniak? I, I honestly don't know. Um, I'm just thinking of people who work with, with Ashton Kutcher. Was it um, Sean Ashton? No. Josh, Josh Gad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But actually, do you know what? Having seen what Steve Wozniak looks like in real life now, I can oh, see him. Visually, he works. I, yeah, I, yeah. I can see him being. I can see him being a young Steve Wozniak, definitely. Yeah. Um, no, generally, the thing I've taken from this film mainly is I found it genuinely very interesting. Yeah. Um, it showed me things I didn't know. Obviously, you have to take certain bits with a pinch of salt because you don't know what's quite accurate and what's not when it's dramatised, as the end scene proves. Yeah. Um, I have nothing bad to say about any of the actors in it. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any parts I didn't like actor-wise. I don't, I don't think there is. Um, as I said, cinematography, I liked the little effects they did. They did a lot of flashbacks, but not like full flashbacks. It was like he'd be talking about something and then it would kind of just cut to seeing them having a conversation, but not focus on it, yeah. which I quite liked. And they put a lot of deep information in random moments. Like, yeah, like that, I think that works to Steve Jobs' character. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Uh, so I, I quite like that because I, I think how they presented information, and even though it was three time periods they had flashbacks within those time periods yeah you know so it kind of wasn't just those three time periods it was based around those three time periods one thing that it's not something we normally talk about but it's a relevant thing and i've not seen anyone else talk about it and i didn't think about it until actually an nc when they're in the restaurant and they kind of talk about his real dad and then i realized hang on steve jobs actually wasn't white Technically, he's Indian. No, no, and I went, so therefore, would you be able to now cast Michael Fassbender? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Because, like, Steve Jobs is visually very pale. He is. And, and I think that's how they get away with it. Actually, it was something that I didn't think through all of it, because I actually thought there were certain elements where Michael Fassbender looked quite a decent likeness. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then it was during that scene, and I went, oh. Oh, uh, would they be able to cast him now? Or would they have to go for someone like Alexander Siddig? Because he he comes across, essentially, as a white man. Yeah. But he's not. You know? So it's kind of like... I, I, it was something. And I think it's quite weird that now that's because of everything. That's where my brain went during that scene. It's interesting that that's where you, where you kind of thought. Yeah, because I never used to think that way. I never, you know, I just accept casting as casting a lot of the time. I guess you could keep that in or leave that, cut that out. I don't you, really. see any reason to cut it. I think we're not, I don't think we've been insensitive or anything. I think we've been fine. Quite and I think it's a fair comment because actually you are correct. Um, like he, he's, he's, I don't know, what is the correct phrase? See, that's one of the, I wasn't quite sure because he's not Indian, is he? No, he's not, because I'm looking at a picture of, of yeah. actual Steve Jobs. And well, he, visually, he, he does look white. Yes, he does. But um, yeah, he, 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 his parents are of different ethnicities. Yes. Um, which is probably the safest route to take for that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, to, to avoid offending. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get what you mean. I think he'd still be safe now, because actually Steve Jobs himself visually is, is a white, ca- white character, white person was <laughs> yeah. i guess i will i'm on his wikipedia to see if i can actually see if it says what his no, race class is as it doesn't but... say what he is but if you go to his family yeah. it'll say about his birth father all right steve jobs was born on february 24 1955 old uh, <laughs> 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 to his dad was called abdul fatter jandali and his mother was called uh, joanne scheibel 
Right, Abdul. Uh, so his dad is Abdul Fattah was Arabic, mm-hmm. and don't know if it says what, what his mum is. I can't actually see what, what, uh, what his mother was. No. But the point is, his dad is Arabic. So yeah, that, it does add that question of with the, the way casting is now, yeah. how they go. But I think it'd probably still be okay um, because I say Steve Jobs, as far as I'm I'm aware, is is white. Um, yeah. Back when the word white becomes the difficult word to use, I'm like, can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <clears throat> looking at the picture of Steve Jobs, actually. He, I'm actually respecting how much by the end of the film he does look like him. It is though by the end. Oh yeah, it's a journey, isn't it? It's actually when he gets into the turtleneck, the I mean, turtleneck, and then he's the problem yeah. is the beginning of the film. He just looks a lot like Magneto. Very similar, very similar facial structure. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> that's a problem with Michael Vesbender. He does look like Magneto. Not how hard I tried to put a joke to beginning at the beginning of this one, where it was like, you know, Michael Fassbender's um, playing a character where he he does stuff with 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 electronics and computers and stuff, <laughs> and then be like, but he also played Steve Jobs. <laughs> but I, was like, I can't make it work and sound make no, sense. <laughs> that wouldn't have been smooth. That wouldn't have been smooth. Um, so, what do you think of the writing of this? Because it is it's based on a book. Okay, it's based on a book. Um, um, I don't know who by. I want to see if I can find who it's by. So we can we can give a proper like. Uh, by Aaron Sorkin. Oh, I know that name. Actually, that might. Be, I think that's the screenplay based on Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson, and oh. the screenplay is by Aaron Sorkin. Okay. Um, it's well, by Danny Boyle. I, I know. Well, Danny Boyle, obviously, we're very very familiar with Danny Boyle, but. Uh, the book side of it, the writing, I I was fine with it, but I'm now a little bit disappointed that the made up stuff, because it's like when you've got someone's life, should you? Yeah, you it, know, it, yeah, it is difficult, isn't it? Uh, looking at what um, Aaron Sorkin, the screenwriter's done, this is definitely his niche. His kind of style. He's yeah. done the social network. Yeah. Um, he's done the social network. He's done the TV series. Um, he did West Wing. He's done the newsroom, sports night. So you can see the kind of. Yeah. yeah. Know, they're very realistic things. Uh, Moneyball with St- uh, Stephen Zalen. So, uh, the Ro- oh, The Rock. That's a classic. Yeah. So they're, they're all actually well known. Yeah. Things. Yeah. There's some plays as well. Did to Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, yeah, you will. So, but yeah. I will still go to. Sh- should you play around with someone's life? That is the the very grey area when you're doing a, yeah. a biographical, isn't it? It's, yeah. You have to kind of. Well, I suppose when you write one, you have to decide if you're going hardcore true, or if you're going to start filling the gaps. But you've also got to be very honest about that and go. I mean, I mean, I guess at the moment it's what the crown is facing. Yeah, uh, because Netflix are refusing to put a warning up saying about fictitious elements. Yeah, and they're saying no, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and it's just like because you, when you've got two people in a closed room, you don't know what was said. Oh no, that is the problem. It's very, yeah. very strange. The thing that um, um, Aaron Sorkin has had on his side here is he has had 
conversations and meetings with m- multiple people from that world. Yeah. Um, like he spoke to Steve Wozniak, um, John Scully, uh, Andy Hartsfeld, um, and including Lisa Brennan Jobs. So he has had actual conversations and meetings with him. So I could. So he's obviously had conversations with him, made notes, and then made dramatizations on those conversations. So that scene between Wozniak and Jobs that doesn't appear in real life is that in the book? Or I actually don't film? know. I could, I haven't seen anything you about. Know, at what else. level did that come in as a dramatization? <laughs> you know, it's interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah, because actually. In that, without knowing the book, having only seen the film, um, it's interesting because it sort of becomes what you could call Chinese whispers. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if that's an, an allowed term anymore. Is that still a loud term? I don't know. I don't know. But basically, odd, where you've got the truth of what happened, yeah. then you've got a book that maybe to a point dramatises what happened, and then you've got a film adapting the book and dramatizes it a bit more, and then you've got to work out how far from the origin of the real event is the film, because that's based on an adaption in itself. Yeah, it's like you're making a copy of a copy. No, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying completely. Um, what What's your thought on the casting? What What do you think of Michael Fassbender generally? Then, what him as an actor or just as a role? for this role for this role? Um, I yeah, I was happy I with that. Another I... question: If you were going to cast Steve Jobs, who comes to mind? Because I've got in front of me some of the other people who were... But I've got the person who was actually casted before Michael Fassbender was. And Ooh. the three other people who went in for the role and almost had it. Now, that's interesting because I think... Although it wasn't particularly a film that in, interested me at the time, yeah. I think I remember someone else being cast. So that's in, I'd forgotten that. So I don't know. I was happy with him in, because by the end, he seemed like the Steve Jobs that I was yeah. aware of. Yeah. All right, then who was cast? Right, then? well, when Danny Boyle was um, hired to direct, the first person he was in discussions with to play the role was Leonardo DiCaprio. That, no, that would have been wrong. It's wrong, isn't it? It's just, yeah, I mean, I, we both, we're big advocates of DiCaprio, son. Oh, yeah. We love him. He's a, he's a good little juice. <laughs> he is a good little juice. Um, then he exited. The next person they went to discussion with was Christian Bale. Bale? It was an odd choice, on... but I can see it. More actually better choice than DiCaprio. Yeah. Then they, but, they it's almost like yeah. they went they went through the same page of the catalogue because then they went for Matt Damon. Oh. Then they went for Ben Affleck. <laughs> no. And then the last one, actually, I could see doing it, Bradley Cooper. Actually, you know yes, I mean? Bradley Cooper isn't a million miles away from Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Uh, I actually think. Fassbender is the best choice. Yeah, and if Fassbender couldn't, I think Cooper would be the next down. I would toy with Bale. I don't like Bale. I've, I've said this. Um, no, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. But I actually it. think maybe because what I will give Bale is he is a comedic actor. Yeah. He will he will morph into a role. So we may have actually got more of a Steve yeah. Jobs aspect. Yeah. On the uh, thing of casting, I've got two names here. Females. Yeah. Women's. Who were inv- one who was reportedly outright offered a role before another company intervened? Right. I don't. It doesn't name which roles they're for, so I don't know if these people are for um, his like assistant, best friend, manager, woman, or for the mother. Yeah. The first one is Jessica Chastain. That would be Kate Winslet. I'm sure that would be Kate Winslet. Yeah. Now the second one I think would be for the mother of the daughter. 
Scarlett Johansson was reportedly offered a role. It would have to be. It would have to be. She's she's well, she's not. Actually, and I think she would suit the mother more. Yeah, like, the mum's a bit younger. She's a little bit kind of unhinged. Yeah, actually, that would work. Um, literally, she was reportedly being offered a role before Sony put the project in turnaround and Universal Pictures acquired it. Um, oh wow! I've just said more names. You're like this one. Tom Cruise was also spoken to about the role. Matthew McConaughey was spoken to about the role, and for a different role, Shalice Theron. Shalice Theron, Shalice Theron would have to be the Kate Winslet role. Would have. And to Natalie be. Portman. Natalie Portman was off, was spoken to. Uh, Jeff yeah. Daniels obviously know that. Um, Michael Stuhlberg joined the cast. Yeah, we know he's in it. Kate Winslet is still in it. Um, Catherine Watson, and then that's the basic cast we've, we've got now. But yeah, Watson. Natalie Portman. Uh, sorry, yeah, Watson. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, there was a ton of people kind of at one point. Involved to a certain level, yeah, because it was Steve Jobs was a high profile, a high profile person, and it's a Danny Boyle film. They're 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 gonna get people lined up, but I'm gonna say, I think they got I, the best outcome. Yeah, I do think they did really. Easily, easily yeah. got the best outcome. I right, we normally cover it in there. Actually, I don't know if we did in the last film that we talked about, but I couldn't tell you a single thing about the score. No, because actually the music in it was they tried they kept it real most of the time. It was about like because a lot of time he was backstage for conferences. Yeah, and there would make sense to overdub it with music, and the music yeah. you did hear was part of the display. Yeah. Um. So no, but as we said before, actually not noticing it means it's done its job properly. It's not yeah. in your face, it's not drawing attention. No, that's kind of what you want from music and really camera work. Yeah, it's kind of I agree. Want... And kind of the same for me a little bit. The same with the dialogue. I didn't noticeably go, "Oh, that was bad." I didn't like that. It was clunky. It all felt pretty. Once I understood the kind of character and person that Steve Jobs was and the way yeah. he spoke and delivered, because um, that's actually one of the first things. That's actually one of the first things that they say about the daughter Lisa, the youngest thing. Um, that oh no, I just it's about Kate Winslet's character. Um, okay. Because she says that um, um, Kate Winslet's character said that Lisa had said she liked the way she talked because it was like she had a certain kind of pattern. And I was to say, actually, Steve Jobs has got a very specific way that he talks. Yeah. Still being at people, actually. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but also, there's weird thing where he appears to be washing his feet in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that about? I have I'm sorry. No idea. I'm Googling it because... <laughs> I well, want to know actually, what, what that's based find, on. And I don't want to disperse... No, but no, I'm saying the wrong sentence now. I don't want to go down the wrong route here, but I'm also pretty sure there was a thing a while ago that Steve Jobs has really bad, or had really bad BO. Fair. I remember them talk, talking about that because they were talking about the whole genius aspect and how certain yeah. geniuses are kind of like not socially... Okay. What? According to his authorised biography, Steve Jobs would regularly soak his feet in toilet water as a stress reliever because it grounded his temperature. I would have thought the sink would have done it. Yeah. (laughs) Bizarre. (laughs) It is. And I remember watching it happen going, what What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) I looked at the woman going, you still want stuff from this man? Just tell people (laughs) he puts his feet in the toilet. He'll give you the money. Yeah. I like... This is, I mean, you haven't gone toilet first. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it was weird. It was very bizarre. I 
didn't realise he was buried in an unmarked grave. I didn't know that. No. Hey. Uh, I, I got distracted and clicked on the 12 things you don't know about Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> he also became a Zen Buddhist. I think I knew that. I did know. Yeah, yeah I think I knew that. Yeah. And, and, LSD, and LSD, the drug, changed his life. Yeah. Lots of different... I'm, I imagine the Zen Buddhist monks weren't, weren't all for it. Actually, no. Actually, I think they, they were right with that kind of stuff aren't they i've never talked to any i don't know <laughs> they're not a big they're not a great conversation to be honest no um but let's get back to the film in hand oh yes the film yeah rather because i know you're looking down these 12 facts that you don't know about <laughs> Steve Jobs now. <laughs> I'm off uh, now, that's not gonna help us with review of the film uh shall we cut to the chase now we can we, uh, although just yeah. very quickly mentioning something you have brought up yeah. the school considering we didn't mention it there is a 22 trap album for this film how yeah. Of what? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to see if there's any noticeable songs that I actually know. Russian Roulette is on there, but I imagine a lot of these I imagine are just playing in the background of scenes. Is it when the little girls listen to music at all as well? Maybe. Because that's a plot point. Because he literally talks without mentioning the iPod. Yeah. Talks about the iPod in the like in a later scene. So. Yeah. True. 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 Um, so actually, yeah, it's a twenty-two, two-track album of this film. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, do you say you want to move on to the rating? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Here at the Manic Podcast, we don't rate things on a like a rolling scale of like one out of five, one out of ten, one to one hundred. Um, out of interest, Rotten Tomatoes scored this at eighty-five percent. Yeah, it got well. I, I did get see it, that. I, get it. I saw that it did. I mean, the actors all like were nominated for things. It's got. To, I mean, it has got a, a good cast. It has, and it is a Danny Boyle film, and they do and tend to be high honest, profile. Most of the time, when there's a lot of big actors, you can normally go with that's the weak point. I can't yeah. really do that with this film. No, not really. Everyone played their part. I think I. I actually wonder if Leo had been cast. If this would have been a different review. Maybe. Maybe. Even though we're both Leo fans, we are, wonder. We are Leo fans. Um, yeah. But no, we we simply here at the Manic Podcast say, is it a hit or is it a miss? A hit being, did we enjoy the film? Would we rewatch it? Would we tell our friends about it? Our general all round enjoyability and a miss is nice and simple, the complete opposite. Now, Tobias, yeah, what did you think of this film? Um, unlikely to watch it again, to be fair. Uh, but it does kind of make me want to watch the other one to compare in, in a way because it deals with different points in his life it's not dealing with the same subject it's I, I learned... yeah it did i heard it <laughs> it's on my laptop oh, that's to be cool. fair. it wasn't like out the top but it was nothing no, 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 it was on it's right near the microphone it's closer <laughs> to you than i am i mean it's <laughs> oh. um yeah i probably won't watch it again but it i i've learned stuff about steve jobs which i'm guessing was the point yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, disappointed with the inaccuracy element. Yeah, I, I suppose I if I hadn't told you that. I wouldn't have known. I would have, but that was also the problem with the world. I would have believed it. 
Yeah. Especially as it was one of my favourite bits. Oh, yeah, it was, because it was a nice confrontation. Yeah, we love but, a confrontation. But now I know why it was one of my favourite bits. It was made up. <laughs> Someone went, this will be good. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd actually like to know, because they they had to base it on something, surely. Or is it, have they just got based on an email, do you mean? Is it that, might they made, actually, made it face to say face. they were emails, so maybe it was literally taken from some of the stuff in the email. That's and they it. went, this works better. So, yeah, maybe it was just based on something of fact, but they went, let's physically play this out. I understand that. Um, okay. Well, even though I probably won't watch it again, if I end up in a Steve Jobs conversation with someone, I would maybe recommend it. Uh, I actually, yeah, I'm going to give it a hit. I can't think of any real reason not to give it a hit. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I can't disagree with you on anything you've said, really, to be honest, as much as I do like to sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the film. Um, I Once I understood the pacing and the character, I was fine with it. There was nothing noticeably bad about it. I liked all the cast. Um, if Natalie Portman had ended up in it, that might have been a different case. Uh, <laughs> but she wasn't Five minutes in. Fail, miss, fail, <laughs> done. Um, but I agree. I can't see myself ever rewatching this film. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'll watch the other one because, to be honest, I really don't like Ashton Kutcher. I is. <laughs> I don't like yeah, Ashton Kutcher. To be honest, uh, the things I can think of him in, he ruined for me. I liked Two and a Half Men, and then Ashton Kutcher was in it. Uh, no, for me though, that wasn't his fault. It wasn't, but also. If, the, if it had been anyone else, I'd have been all right with it. <laughs> say that I quite enjoy his little time in it. Fair enough. I don't mind. I don't mind him because it was going on a bit. And actually, the kid was really annoying. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, the kid was one of the reasons it ended up getting cancelled, wasn't he? Because yeah. he outright spoke out against the show. Yeah. That's how much he hated it. It's never yeah. a good start. Yeah. Um, but and now, that, and now the other then... one is now Lex Luthor. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. He was always destined for evil. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if I'd watch the other one I might out of like morbid curiosity as it were but um, for me I think I would give this a soft hit because I yeah. did enjoy it but I ne- I have no need or will to see it again hitty hitty softly softly <laughs> there you it's go softly softly catchy monkey kind of episode <laughs> yeah 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 so Tobias yeah what are we going to watch next next I will let you know by the way ladies and gentlemen there will be a poll when this episode comes out oh, oh, oh. so you can join in and decide is it a hit or miss for you guys next time on the manic film club we will be watching the old guard Ooh. four undying warriors who secretly protected humanity for centuries become targeted for their mysterious powers just as they discover a new immortal starring charlie's Theron, directed by gina prince bythewood oh she's a big name Yes, big name. I like that she's the only named character, uh, named actor in that in that description, and we're told there's four main characters. I will say there are two other people. I just decided not to say their names. Oh, okay, that's Thanks fine. Thanks for bringing it up, Liam. Uh, <laughs> I, I just thought the description was going. There's four main characters, but you only care about Shelley oh, Theron. No, that's the one I knew. <laughs> yeah. This is how this works. That's yeah. the only power I have in the podcast. That is fair. That is fair. You're taking control where you can. I can honestly say, if someone's got a name who I don't think I can pronounce... <laughs> they, they don't get any airtime. They don't get fame or fortune or love or... Yeah. 
That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so old guard. Is that what you said it was called? Yes. Thank okay. you for paying attention to my little bit there. I totally pay attention to everything you say. Totes. Okay, so Tobias has already mentioned it once, but there will be a poll to kind of go along with this episode, and that will be over on our Twitter page, at The Manic, with two M's. Very, Very important. Now, Twitter is the second best way to keep up to date with everything Manic. Tobias, what's the first best way? Go to my house. Say hello. I'll tell you stuff. That is the plus ultra way of saying up to date. <laughs> that is. And out of uh... the two of us, I'd say go to Tobias' house, because you won't get rampaged by children. So yeah. I'm lo- you know. I've got a lot of DVDs. We can watch films. You can. There's some Batman DVDs there. There, there are quite a lot. None of them in Japan. <laughs> I might add. But to give you a bit of warning, it's been about a year since he's seen put lots of people in person. He might not let you leave again. That's true. It might be an internal hug. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, once you enter into his his film bubble, you never leave him. You don't want to. That's the thing. <laughs> we'll suddenly be a third host on this, but it's purely out of captivity. Yeah, you'll hear the, <laughs> the, the, the chains, <laughs> it's like and the whimpering. <laughs> Please let me go. <laughs> no, we've got to watch all of the Alien films tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you'll be here until season six. <laughs> we're working on my DVDs alphabetically, and then we're going to do it in reverse. <laughs> yes. And then in chronological order of when anyone was made. <laughs> and then we're going to do it all again, but by character alphabetical name, by lead characters. There's so yeah. many ways we can watch the same films <laughs> um and now my favorite order <laughs> in all seriousness what yeah. is the first best way or just the best way oh keep up to date with us become a patron <gasps> become a patron people because then Whoa. for like a minimum minimum of one pound 20 you can come into our discord you can chat to us you get the most up-to-date news and sometimes we play games we like among us if you like among us russian roulette we haven't played that yet. Bat Royale. Hungry <laughs> <Because>. Games. <laughs> the Purge. Yeah. We're getting close to the Purge in real life at this point, I feel. You know the board game operation? When someone's come around, I've got chained up. It's <laughs> oh, taking a turn. Um, yeah. So, yes, sign up to our page. I've home. made him cringe. I've in made him cringe. <laughs> Uh, the link will be down below, and I'll link to you with all of our other social medias, including our Tumblr, which we definitely update. We love to tumble. Tumble all over the place with tumblers. Yeah. Um, other that's than a, that, it's a quiet all... zone at the moment. <laughs> because we got Discord and we we you know we tweet and we cord. We tweet. <laughs> we tweet and we cord. <laughs> <laughs> we tweet, and if you want to hear us tweet, you can check that out in the link below. But other than that, Tobias, yeah, we threatened to kidnap more people. I think it's time to say goodbye. Bye. Stay safe, everyone. (laughs) Most importantly, don't get kidnapped by Tobias and stay manic.